Hello, it's Vikas Pota, Chairman of the Vaki Foundation. You are listening to a session from our Global Education and Skills Forum, a place where leading politicians, businesses, philanthropists, activists, and of course, the world's best teachers share, debate, and discover new ways for education to transform our world. Keep the global conversation going and share your thoughts on the topics discussed with the hashtag GESF. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you very much for coming to this beautiful place and uh, for having me uh, introducing you the work of uh, Malaika and uh, one of the ambassadors of Global Fund to fight uh, against uh, malaria, HIV and tuberculosis. So we have 260 million young people around the world to attend school, 50 million girls in sub-Saharan, 7 million in the Congo, and how is it important to tackle this crisis of education? So Malaika is a grassroots organization that I set up 12 years ago that is uh, working in the southern east of the Congo in a small village where there is no water, where there is no electricity, and where it was very important to build a school from scratch for girls' education. So we build a school from um, the, the student arrive at five years old until 18. Is a, the community live under one dollar a day. If you see where the children live, is very so underprivileged uh, um, ways. But when the student arrive at school, we have to teach them to go to normal toilet. We have to teach them to eat with a fork, with knife. So we really create the next leaders of the, the continent. We have a holistic program that we're teaching our students from STEM program, from uh, maths, from history, geography, from um, uh, music, art, computer science. And when they arrive at five years old, it's very important to have the parents engaged with them. So what we learned that it was important to do something for the community. So we have the school where we train the teachers, where we train our management team, and then at 600 meters we build a community center with, uh, with FIFA. So it's all based on community driven, about education, health programs, sports. We teach the mother to make, uh, to do sewing, and it was very great because uh, for Women's Day, we partner with Unilever and Dove. Hi, Emily. <laughs> for Unilever and Dove and it was uh, the first time that our bags was sold and where the logo of Dove Unilever was there. It was very important because for a mother that never knew how to learn to read and write, going to a community center where she can read now, where she can, um, she can uh, write, where she can, can make bags and that she's seeing a bags at a, at a Dove uh, event Unilever and she's seeing a bag being sold. It was a very beautiful and empowering experience for them. And it's all about empowering, how to work with the generation of, of girls, of students, of parents that are being engaged. At the school, is not just a typical school. We really uh, try to have the children to be involved and evolving as critical thinker, as a dreamer of whatever want to they be, um, doctor, engineer, or artistic. For myself, I'm a mother of two children, so I follow very closely how my children studying in England and how the school is being, um, is being evolving from the day we opened the school until now. And why I developed the Malaika is because when I was five years old, my, um, my dad died and my mother didn't have uh, resources to keep me, so um, I was the only child. She sent me away to live in Europe, and um, I went to see her after 13 years. And she was living in very poor condition, and she was uneducated. 
And for me, it was like a big wake up. I wanted not only help her, but I wanted to do something back for, for my country and really for underprivileged areas. I do believe it's very important that our governments in Africa invest more into rural villages, into communities, into um, curriculum. A lot of curriculum in Africa, and especially in Congo, are very old-fashioned ways. We need to emphasize the quality of curriculums. We need to emphasize teachers' training. And it's very important to, to bring new ways of uh, engaging the children at every level in schools in um, all over the world. Because even the school where my kids go, I see there's every year they're trying to adapt and see what is the 21st century that we can make ready our kids. And it's a massive challenge because because uh, first of all, when we need to find teachers, women in the Congo, it's very hard because most of the women teachers are afraid wherever they go to teach, if they will have uh, hygiene facilities. So it's very simple because when we go uh, to hands for who's going to be the teachers, is 90% of the curriculum we're receiving are men. And it's only since the last few years that we're seeing more girls applying for teachers', tr for teachers uh, position. And this is really, really good because I do believe you cannot only have a school with only male teachers. It has to be uh, quite of uh, equality. And I do think a lot of uh, students at our school for girls, they feel related to, to the female leader. They feel related to them. They talk about what's happening in their family, at their house. Because it's not only about going to a school and study. It's about the whole holistic approach that you have and the relationship you have with the staff. Because you're spending nearly seven, eight hours in a school environment, in a school facility, where you need to feel close. And that's what, um, when I see um, Lauriane, one of her uh, most brilliant uh, students at the school. She's been followed by one of the teachers in Northeastern and Harvard, with doing a STEM program, and they're teaching through Skype. And uh, she has a very um, special way to answer the maths. So they would like uh, to bring her to the Harvard summer camp uh, next year. When you see where his Lorian lived, you follow her from her house that's sleeping on the floor, but now we bought her mistress, going every day, walking 10, 15 minutes to the school, and you see that this girl arrived at five years old, and now she's around 13 years old, that her maths test is being checked by people uh, at Harvard and Northeastern University is really, uh, really amazing. So what, was, uh, what we learned that is very important if we wanted some of the students to apply for very good university uh, in the future, is very important to um, to inject the and to reinforce the English curriculum. So we have an English teacher that is at our school for a few uh, weeks, uh, no, for a few months, and she's really putting the base of uh, the English curriculum into our program because in Congo, the girls arrive at uh, speaking Swahili or French, and now, I don't think all the girls after graduated from a school at 18 years old will go to university. Not, I didn't do university. You need to be able to be street smart. You need to be able to, some of them will do technical school. Some of them will be artists. Some of them will work directly in the community or impact the community or the country. Some of them will study at universities in Zambia or, or in South Africa. We're working a lot with African Leadership Academy in, um, in Johannesburg, where uh, our teachers this summers will go for training so it's a process of learning because when we decided to create Malaika, it starts with the well to make the brick for the school because it was no water. 
when you make the well to make the bricks, you have hundreds of people a day coming to, um, to take the water. So it was a big wake up because we say where the people will go to get water when the school will be completely closed. So we decided to build more wells with Voss Foundation. So we built, um, over the last 12 years, we built 17 wells that impact more than uh, 13,000 uh, people a year. And then when you have the school where you grow these girls as leaders, where they go on community service, where they create their own government into the school, where they go to plant trees and etc., you have the community center. We grow our own food where the food grows for, uh, because we give them breakfast and we give lunch. When you see the student arriving at a school home, malnourished they are, unhealthy, and you see the after three, four months, because we take their weight, we take their height and everything, and you see the progression after three months, six months, is just unbelievable. And it's very important to integrate sports. So at our community center that we build with FIFA, we do a lot of messages, not only for the students, but for the community, where we talk about uh, HIV, about malaria, about family plannings, and we do a lot of fun things. It's important that it's a point where the people come to meet. We have more than 5,000 people coming from young people, youth, from boys, from mothers, from fathers. And for the lobbying that we've been doing, because remember, it's a, a, a village where there's no water and electricity, we really pushed for 10 years the government to make the road. So 70% of the road has been done until the, um, until the village. So it's a big change because now people from the village that grow food or whatever, they can go more easily, have access to go in town and sell the goods. So through, a, uh, through a just a school that you started with 104 students and now we have 314, a community center that we start only with a group of 100 people where now you have 5,000 people, is transforming a village where it's a community driven. And the village that we developed, we, can, um, we, can, we want to offer this model to any foundation organization that want to duplicate this program anywhere uh, in, in the world and to see the transformation and the, the power that you can have into the government to make the road and etc. Because the Minister of Education comes a lot to visit a school because the sixth primary grade has to pass a national test and every year our students pass the test. So at the national level and uh, provincial level, they say, what is the success of Malaika? The success of Malaika is that we pay very well our, our staff. Our staff are, are able to feed their own family, are able to send their own children to school, and they come at school very passionate and eager to learn, and they voted 100% to, to elevate the country and, and the community. And then you have the nutrition program and all the program of music, art, and etc. So it's fantastic to see when you have um, a class of 30 students that never dream to go to a school that never have this chance, and you see them growing and, and dreaming to be engineer or teacher or art uh, or, uh, or explorer. When they arrive at the school, we ask them, what do you want to do? And 95% of the answer is to be home and help at home. And then after a few years, because we have people from all over the world and we have uh, mentors coming and spending time at the school, they have bigger, uh, bigger aspiration. It's very important to work as a team. All our staff on the ground is Congolese. You ca we can have workshops from teachers and staff from all over the world, but it's important to give 
the chance to give the skills to build the team and really to empower the local community. It's through them they will be able to have this relationship with the community, with the student, with the staff. Our country manager, is, she's a fantastic woman. Her name is Sarah. She speaks French, she speaks Swahili, she speaks English, and she's such a dedicated person. She's the one who runs all Malaika all over, uh, all over uh, the, the Congo, and she's the interface with the donors that we have worldwide and going there. Congo has been through um, 20 years of uh, and history. First, we've been colonized. Then we have political challenges. More than 6 million people died. A lot, hundreds of thousand women being raped. But it's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country that not only gives minerals to most of you that here from your phone, from your laptop, and etc., from green cars. Uh, it's a country where it deserves our attention because we take in so much from Congo. It's a, it's a time where now we have to give. And I'm so proud that Dr. Mukwenge won the Nobel Prize after being nominated eight times <laughs> because it shows it show first compassion, resilience, leadership, but it shows if you fight for what you believe, if you believe in your passion. If the day I started with an amazing team, Malaika, from one little break, 104 agent of change coming to a school that will strive to become what they are today and the entire village and staff it's it's just um, it's just amazing and I'm going every summer with my kids to to Congo and uh, I ask them to come always with one suitcase full of books of toys that they want to give and to raise a little bit money and it's a good uh, learning for them I do think I do speak a lot to schools in England and all over the world and it's a very uh, challenging time for uh, the youth with uh, the social media effects, the fun. But what we need really is to, to make them understand how lucky they are. When you take the prop, this is first issues that we have. When you take a children that have one meal a week, because the village where we are in Kalebuka, the student, after the survey we were doing, nearly eat only uh, two meals um, a week. So it was no way that these children could come at school, be able to sit for six, seven hours, and bring results if they were not eating. So the fact that they have the breakfast, that they have the lunch, first of all, since we started the lunch, the, the meals program, uh, it's increased completely the attendance from uh, maybe 70 persons, they bring now uh, 97 persons, so it's huge. And the malaria is a big problem in the, in the village where we are. So um, we really invested in malaria um, awareness. We distributed over the years more than 11,000 malaria nets over the community. And all the programs that we have on the ground is protected by the community because they feel related that they're part of an entire program and a community-driven uh, project. So I want to thank uh, everyone for coming again. I think it's the best place to be sitting outside. And I invite you to visit um, our website, malaika.org. I invite you to come to see our school, our village. I invite you to come to volunteer. And, um, and if you have any question, I'm happy to, uh, to answer. But uh, congratulations on Global Education and Skills Forum for putting an incredible event.
Any questions? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I'm Zian, and I founded um, a project that uh, helps girls get access to menstrual hygiene globally. We found out that girls um, don't have access, and they use old rags, cloth, leaves, blankets. They even miss school when they're in their reproductive cycle. Um, and something I look up to you is how you have taken a very holistic approach when you're working with this group. Um, you started with one issue and you realize how all these issues are so interconnected and how you have empowered the group that you're working with um, to to help themselves um, get access to all the facilities, which is something I look at as well. Um, have you faced um, an encounter with menstrual hygiene as an issue with the group that you're working with? Yeah, you know, definitely, because we wanted to start with education. But health education go together. Our girls now, they are around 12 years old, so some of them starting to have their periods. So we have a program where when they have their periods, they can come to talk to the, to the nurse or to the teachers, and we're putting facility for them. We lost one of our students a um, few years ago called Miriam. She was six years old, and uh, she died of malaria. It was between Christmas. When they are at school and they have any health issues, we look after them. But when they are not at school, that's, that's a big problem. So in a memory after death, we decided to build an infirmary at the school where we really do close health checkup for, for the student. And it's very important, the reason when the girls have menstruation, etc., it's very important to have female workers because they will not go to talk to a teacher that is male. So they need to feel confident to go to talk to a female teacher or a female nurse that we have and talking about the issue uh, they have. And a lot of them, you know, they, they don't know what is it. So uh, it's important for, um, in our curriculum, already when they were around 10, we started already to tell them about um, they're gonna have the period, the menstruation. Sorry, I don't know how to say that in English in a more diplomatic way. But it's, uh, we give a lot of awareness about sexuality, about uh, menstru menstru um, uh, period and etc. Thank you. <laughs>